friends, welcome back to another episode of From a Friend. I'm so happy to have you here. This is your host, Felicia Marie, in case you're new here. And today we're going to be talking about settling and the difference between settling when it comes to what others have to offer and settling when it comes to what we have to offer ourselves and how to be mindful of the way we talk to ourselves because I think it's very important and it's something that tends to just fly by under the radar. So I'm very excited about this one. And without further ado, let's get into it. I feel like it is super common to be told not to settle. It is very well understood that we are capable of sometimes settling when it comes to external factors such as people and careers, but I find that settling when it comes to ourselves is a subject far less talked about or understood. What I'm referring to when I say settling for ourselves is the negative BS that we sometimes feed ourselves. I don't know about you, but I know that I find myself sometimes giving into this narrative that is made up of stress and negativity that I would just literally never buy into if it were coming from someone else. So I found myself asking why I felt like I owed myself any less than what I would expect from others. I'm learning that it is so crucial to be aware of what we spend our time telling ourselves because that shit sticks. I'll give you an example. One perfect example would be how we are told not to settle for a toxic relationship. We are advised to be wary of the relationship with no trust. The one with the partner who doesn't speak kindly to you, the one who tries to keep you on a short leash and tries to fill you with self-doubt and insecurity. But when do we stop and recognize that all of that should be true with the relationship that we have with ourselves. We've all heard the saying, we are our own worst critics. Well, I'm asking that we pay closer attention to that because it's true. And I'm on this journey right now of self-healing and finding out what self-love really means. And I'm realizing that the reason I was struggling is because the relationship I had with myself was so toxic. I finally come to the realization that the reason I am so indecisive and suffer with comparing myself to others is because I've lacked, and sometimes still do lack, self-confidence, which is literally built from the ability to trust yourself. And you stop trusting yourself when you start looking for the head nod of others as a green light and a guided path to what you're supposed to be doing or how you're supposed to be feeling. When we do that, we are giving up our most valuable assets, which is having a mind of our own and being responsible for our own journeys. And instead, we start placing it in the hands of others. Others who couldn't possibly know how to guide us, not really, because we're all on different paths. And sure, we may have similar journeys, but we aren't always at the same spot at the same times. And this is what makes it difficult and dangerous to be trying so hard to be in control of others or allowing them to be in control of us. 
the ability to be confident and sound in the decisions you are making for yourself comes from understanding your worth and understanding who you are. And somewhere along the way, I had stopped believing that the person I am is worthy and capable of everything I want and that I could never make it to where I wanted all on my own. And I started believing that I had to live according to everyone else's standards and opinions and expectations of me. And when I realized that, it was suddenly very easy for me to see how one could lose their self-confidence and worth in that. For so long, I had bought into the narrative that comes from others and, sorry, the narrative that success comes from others and confidence and validation comes from others. And so it's no wonder I spent so much of my time feeling unworthy and incapable and defeated. And we have to stop relying on others to pour into us and start reserving some of what we so willingly give away for ourselves. And for a long time now, I've continuously run myself empty by constantly putting my best foot forward in relationships that are toxic and unfulfilling. And that's left me with little left to give to myself. And now the relationship with myself, you know, ultimately suffers for it. I found myself thinking kind of harshly of myself, speaking ugly to myself, doubting myself, comparing myself, and encouraging the same habits that I knew would keep me in the same space instead of allowing myself to venture past my comfort zone to a world that is brighter and more fulfilling. I've now set off on a journey to seek a new well to pull from somewhere else because my current well had been depleted. And just like any journey that you go on alone, it can become quite daunting and lonely. But it has granted me my first sense of confidence and empowerment in a long time. I actually used to laugh at those cheesy phrases such as, be your own best friend and fall in love with yourself. And I think the reason I could never relate to those sayings and would sort of laugh them off is because those simply seemed so non-applicable to my life. I never spent any time alone. I was too busy chasing constant company, no matter the quality of the company, because it was better than sitting alone with my thoughts. I didn't need to love myself, okay? Other people loved me. Those were just some of the frou-frou thoughts that would run around in my head. And looking back, I couldn't have been more clueless and wrong. And the more I was faced with the harsh reality that a lot of those people that I thought loved me didn't, the more I was faced with the harsh reality that I didn't even love myself. How could I expect anybody to be sure of me when I'd never really been sure of myself. The more time that I spend on my healing journey, the more I understand what those people were saying when they said those, you know, quotes that I just shared with you. Because the bottom line is, to put it quite plainly, if the relationships you have 
with yourself suck and is built on some toxic, crappy foundation, then so will all the other relationships that you have in your life. And I know this to be true because there's another very popular quote that I know and love that goes, we accept the love that we think we deserve. So that's case in point right there. All throughout my life, I've found myself noticing the way the people around me talk about themselves. I've had friends who talk really harshly and very critically of themselves. And it always kind of wowed me because I've never been the it girl, let's just say. Don't get me wrong. I think I am gorgeous and I have a golden sparkly personality that would literally run circles around some of the hottest girls out there. But I was never made to feel that way growing up, especially not by others. And surprisingly enough, no matter what people may have said or thought about me, I've never really been too hard on myself because I'm very confident in qualities that I possess that aren't appearance-based. But with that being said, I can be overly critical and harsh with myself in other ways. Other ways such as how productive I am or am not, judging myself for where I am or where I'm not yet in life, and things like that. So because I was never beating myself up for being quote-unquote ugly or quote-unquote fat or anything like that, I was beating myself up in other ways. And then I realized, like, dang, there are just a ton of different ways to give ourselves a hard time, huh? It somehow isn't enough. Excuse me. (laughs) Just burped. Oh, gross. Okay, sorry. (laughs) I realized that it somehow isn't enough that we have to get unwarranted crap from others, but we have to throw a bit in ourselves. It's ridiculous. Growing up, I always thought things were black and white, good or bad, fat or skinny. But the truth is, it is unfortunately much more complicated than that. And it turns out that there is just so much more that could be wrong with you than just being too fat or too skinny. You could hate your nose, your hair, your arms, your eyebrows, your legs, and your freaking laugh for crying out loud. And I'm saying the heck with all of that. Okay, life is hard enough without all that extra BS. We do not need to be spending our precious and and delicate time and energy buying into all of that. And I do realize that that is easier said than done, but let's just break it down this way. You would surely never tolerate being friends with someone who constantly dissed you, right? Someone who constantly made negative comments on your appearance. Someone who always made you feel like you weren't enough or you weren't doing enough. So why the heck do we allow that kind of toxic behavior from ourselves? Why wouldn't it be okay for, I don't know, let's just say Ashley, to call me lazy and ugly? But I could call myself that? I thought that the whole reason that it sucked to be talked badly about by someone else was because it was so out of left field and so far from the truth. It very much becomes our truth if we are constantly selling that crap to ourselves. With that being said, I would like to share with you 
some simple ways that we can go about changing the relationship that we have with ourselves and changing our inner monologue. The first tip that I have is to talk to yourself the way you would want to talk to a friend or how you would want a friend to talk to you. Be more positive and upbeat and encouraging. And the second tip is to talk to yourself in second person. This creates a physiological distance from yourself. Using first person phrasing such as, why am I so stressed all the time? Or why am I not performing well? may increase feelings of shame or anxiety. Talking to yourself in second person by saying, okay, why are you feeling so stressed? What can you do to help yourself? Aids in regulating those emotions. And then you're able to see the task or the topic as more of an interesting challenge versus a threat. Doing this has actually been shown to lessen discomfort versus adding to it. The third tip that I have is to pay special attention to the people you spend the most time with and notice the type of talk they engage in. Are they negative most of the time, either with themselves or with you? Or are they constantly a positive voice of reason for you? Does being around them leave you feeling empowered and valid? Because if not, it may be time to revisit a past episode of mine on emotional boundaries and see how you can get that sort of negativity to an absolute minimum in your life. Surrounding yourself with positive people makes a huge impact and difference because it is someone, sorry, because if someone is subjected to that kind of negative self-talk, then eventually it starts to seep in. And the next thing you know, you're second-guessing yourself. You're second-guessing things about yourself that you never did before because someone else made you hyper-aware of them and they made you believe that because they see it as a problem in themselves, that it's a problem in you. And that problem, guess what? Probably doesn't even exist for either of you. So, the fourth and final tip that I have is to engage in energizing language with yourself. Remember that idea I had of a self-pep talk that I told you about in previous episodes? I know it still seems silly, but I'm telling you, it works. I practiced that literally just today. Just today, I was feeling more low energy in comparison to how good I was feeling yesterday, and I'm supposed to be practicing this new routine and sleep schedule in preparation for a new job that I'm starting in a couple of weeks. And I caved into a nap and then I slept longer than I planned. And then I woke up feeling groggy as heck and unmotivated. But I knew I had to get this episode together for you guys. So I quickly caught myself when I was internally dragging my feet and I started talking to myself out loud. And I said, hey, Felicia, listen here. I know it's been a minute since we've had a pep talk, but what's going on? Why, why, why are you doing this to yourself? You needed the rest. You got it. And now you're here and you're excited about this. And this episode is going to come with you to you so quickly and with such ease because you've been wanting to talk about this for a long time. And so you're going to be able to finish it in 
in good timing and everything's going to work out and you're going to be like, why was I trying to make a big deal about this? And I kid you not, that changed everything. Suddenly, without even thinking about it, my body kicked into autopilot and it started carrying me through. I started getting stuff done. I ate my protein bar. I filled up my water bottle. I sat down with my tablet and I just started going to work. So there you have it, friends. My two cents on settling and tips on how to change your inner dialogue to be for you and not against you. Listening back, when I said this creates physiological (laughs) distance from yourself, I think it's supposed to be, I was trying to say, psychological. Wow, that word really just trips me up because I'm... (laughs) Now I'm now I'm now looking at it like written out. And yeah, I feel like it could easily go either way. <laughs> Psychological. Well, I don't know. Why would I go physiological? Huh. <laughs> either way, I think you got what I was saying. I hope you did. Either way, either way, we're keeping it. Okay. Okay, well, I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. I hope that you got something from it. I hope that it started to kind of click in your mind and make you think, oh, okay, yeah. Actually, now that I think about it, I could definitely afford to clean up the way that I talk to myself. I could clean up my act a little bit. I can be a little kinder. I can lend a little more grace because really... That little voice in our head never really shuts up. So the least it could do is be nice and work for us and not against us. But it does take practice and it takes conscious effort. So if you listen to this episode in full and you've gotten this far to this message, then I'm proud of you. That's the first step. It means you really care about bettering yourself overall, inside and out. And I think that's really, really great and very, very important. So go you, go us, go team, go, 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 go out there and live your best life. Have a great week. Have a good day, night, evening, whatever it is, whatever it is, whenever it is that you're listening to this. And while I have you here, please go and follow me on From a Friend Podcast on Instagram so we can keep the conversation going. And you can let me know what this episode maybe did or didn't do for you and what you want to hear next. And yeah, until next week, friends, be well. This has been a Ready for Fame Studios production. (laughs) 